Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engage podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 85. So today I'm talking about one of the eight practices of the VTM approach, possibly the most well-known practice, thinking routines. I'm going to share six benefits of using thinking routines in the museum. But before that, last week's episode, I talked to Margaret Middleton about what inclusive language is and why it matters. So do go back and listen to episode 84 if you haven't already. This episode was hugely popular last week. And as always, if you'd like to be a supporter of the show, you could do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes. So now let's get on with today's show. Now, I know thinking routines are a huge crowd pleaser. Whenever I talk about them, I always get lots of responses. And yes, I'm their biggest fan too. They have fundamentally changed the way I lead discussions around art and objects. So thinking routines really are magical things. I actually said this in one of the very first episodes of this podcast, episode three, when I explored the magic of thinking routines. However, sometimes it's all too easy to jump straight to thinking routines without thinking about all the other principles that make this approach work. Thinking routines are not activities. But used in combination with the other seven practices of the VTM approach, such as good questions, a range of facilitation skills, slow looking and more, you can create wonderfully engaging discussions in the museum about art and objects. Used as part of a holistic approach, thinking routines will really transform the way you work with objects and with audiences in the museum. Now, thinking routines have wonderful benefits for the participants in your guided tours and educational programs. They encourage deeper learning, provoke the imagination and curiosity, and foster the open exploration of ideas about art and objects. But I also believe thinking routines are incredibly useful and beneficial tools for you too, as a museum educator, guide, docent or teacher. And today I'm going to focus on you and I'm going to share six key benefits you'll get from working with these magical structures in the museum. So today I'm going to talk about why routines are beneficial, the importance of structure, flexibility of routines, how they help you to master sharing information, and also improve your questioning technique. And finally, I'm ending with probably the biggest benefit 
of all. So stay tuned for that one. So let's start with our first benefit, routine. Now, there's a reason that thinking routines are called routines, like brushing your teeth or any other daily routine that you do. Thinking routines are structures that get used regularly. So in general, having a routine about anything helps us to do things well. It helps us to be creative and productive. And once you've done any routine for a certain amount of time, it becomes routine for you. By that, I mean that it becomes part of the way you do things, the infrastructure of your educational programs, if you like. And this is very freeing. The same is true with thinking routines. So as I said in the beginning, in the introduction, they are not one-off activities. These short, memorable structures with a few simple questions or a series of steps are really easy to use and easy to recall. And even after using for perhaps only a handful of times, they are quickly memorized. So with regular use, you will actually sharpen your awareness for opportunities to use that thinking routine. And you'll see opportunities to use that routine in other contexts too. So thinking routines are specifically designed and they're designed to help support and guide thinking. Having a routine internalized actually frees up time and headspace so you can be more creative with your groups, with visitors in the museum. And actually having this routine internalized gives you more mental energy to really focus on what your participants are saying. So by giving you this extra headspace when you're in the museum with visitors, it eliminates that constant feeling of decision making or questioning in your head about what you're going to do next in a discussion. And this brings us on to the second benefit, which is all about structure. So structure. I often say that thinking routines are like the backbone of your discussion. So by that, I mean that they provide this loose, flexible structure around which you can base the discussion of an artwork or an object. And they not only provide a structure for you to follow, it also provides a structure for your participants' thinking too. So thinking routines organise thoughts and the stages of the thinking routine structure the conversation for both you as an educator and for the participant. And as a result, everyone knows what to expect. So in this sense, you plan what you're going to do in advance. You think about the type of thinking that you'd like your participants to be engaging in, what your goal is for your programme, your tour or your session. And then you select the type of thinking routine or routines that will encourage that type of thinking. And you follow the steps. Now, when you first start to use thinking routines as part of the VTM approach, it's worth using the thinking routines as they are written. Now, your approach here at the very start 
will be quite deliberate, quite planned. But once you've used that particular routine, such as See, Think, Wonder, really regularly, you start to feel more confident and comfortable with the routine. And at this kind of intermediate stage, you may even start to have ideas about applying this routine to a variety of different artworks or objects. And then you move on to that very experienced stage. Um, And this is kind of how I see myself over the past few years. I've been using thinking routines on a daily basis for about 12 years now. And you start to feel a natural fluidity to using the routines. They become one with your practice. And it's almost seamless. You're not really aware of the individual steps, more of the whole. And you feel quite happy to adapt, combine and even create your own routines. And I did a whole episode about this. Episode 62 has got lots of ideas about how you can be creative with thinking routines. And this is very much for you when you're experienced with using them. And when you feel this experience with thinking routines, the structure is there, but you don't really notice it. And going on with this talk about structure, thinking routines help your discussion to become a rounded whole, rather than what I often refer to as a loose muddle of open-ended questions. The steps in each routine are layered so that each question builds upon the last. And this is quite a natural scaffold. This leads participants towards more sophisticated or higher level thinking. And you'll find that the structure of the routines leads to deeper conversations and also deeper engagements with whatever you're exploring with your groups. All right, let's move on to the third benefit and one of my favourites, flexibility. So thinking routines loosely guide the exploration of art and objects in the museum. They are not rigid, inflexible structures. They can bend and stretch with you. And with such a wide variety of routines to choose from, there's currently over 120, you can vary the way you work depending on the goals of your programme or the objects that you're working with or whatever outcomes you're looking for. So you can use a selection of different thinking routines throughout a programme to target different areas of thinking. And this will keep your programme lively. So unlike with other methods, perhaps like visual thinking strategies, you're not using the same routine at every stop, at every object. So there's variety and flexibility. Again, When you're choosing thinking routines, it's always important to think about what pattern of behaviour or thinking you want your participants to engage in and then choosing which thinking routine will best serve that purpose. So with flexibility in mind, thinking routines can be adapted, they can be modified and this is really helpful. Perhaps sometimes you want to modify to suit the needs of the group Or you could even create your own thinking routines based out of ones that are already there. 
Um, I do recommend listening to the episode I mentioned earlier, episode 62, and that's really getting into how to be creative with thinking routines. But remember, do the routines as they are at the beginning. You'll then progress and develop and start to feel more confident. And once you start having ideas about how to use the thinking routine in different ways, for different artworks, this is a sign that you're getting ready to be creative with it. And that comes from using that routine regularly. So do be prepared to use the same routine over and over again with all sorts of different groups and different artworks and different objects before you start to be creative with it. Get to know it really well. And the diversity and flexibility of thinking routines makes them ideal for exploring ideas, sparking curiosity and pro provoking debates in all sorts of contexts and environments. And so I've used them in all types of museums, art museums, historical museums, ethnographic museums, science museums, historic houses. I've used them in nature and conservation, in zoos and theatre and dance and so on. And you'll know if you've been listening to this podcast for a while that I'm a huge advocate for using thinking routines in your personal practice too to develop your questioning technique to brainstorm ideas for ways to work with an artwork or object, or even to reflect on your practice. They have huge benefits for you personally too. So moving on from flexibility, another benefit, a really important benefit, is that thinking routines will help you master how and when to add information in your discussions. And I know this is a subject that comes up time and time again on my courses. People wondering about when they're gonna share their knowledge and how they're gonna share it and how much. But because of the way they are structured, thinking routines allow information to be shared with your group in small amounts and at appropriate times. And it helps you to avoid that lecture or that big information dump that you might sometimes be tempted to do. So because you've selected your thinking routines before you start, you know in advance what the structure of your discussion is going to be. And then you can plan what information you're going to share and when. You can plan how much information you're going to share at each point too. And you can decide whether you want to share a little bit of information at the start, perhaps to place the artwork or object in context, or whether you want to leave that information until later in the discussion, perhaps at the wondering stage or in response to questions from your participants. So you can really plan with thinking routines. And you can also play with information as a tool. So when you're using thinking routines, you'll start to notice what effect information has on the group and you'll remember the stage you shared it because perhaps it was in between two steps of a thinking routine or in response to an interpretation that someone shared. And this will help you to note down what happened 
and to reflect on what happened when you shared that information at the start or in the middle compared to when you shared it at the end. So using thinking routines really helps you to view information as a tool to engage your audience and to keep them actively learning and discovering with you. So the structure of the thinking routine really helps you to think about what information you're sharing, how you're going to share your knowledge and when you're going to share it. Okay, the fifth benefit. So I like to think of this as a small side benefit to using thinking routines and something I've definitely noticed over the years as I've used thinking routines on a regular basis. They have helped to improve my questioning technique. So we all know that questioning is the skill to master when you want to create engaging discussions in the museum. The questions in a thinking routine are really carefully worded and the wording actually allows multiple interpretations and allows discussions to open up. And you'll find that over time, the use of thinking routines will help you to improve your own questioning technique. You will automatically start to word your questions in the same way. You will become familiar with some of the questions and some of the question stems and you'll use them in other moments during your guided tours and programs and in your daily life. So using thinking routines regularly with participants helps you to phrase better questions and to formulate more open questions on the spot. So this ability to formulate questions on the fly, to improvise, if you will, it's a really wonderful bonus from using thinking routines. Secondly, you can also use thinking routines to work on your questioning technique. So in past episodes, I've recommended that you use uh, creative questions or question sorts. These are two thinking routines that you can use to brainstorm questions about any artwork or objects. And you can use them perhaps to brainstorm questions about an artwork that you've worked with many, many times, you're really familiar with, perhaps you're looking for new ideas, or it could be with something completely new that you'd like to brainstorm some ideas around, or even brainstorming questions about something you've always walked past and never considered before. So using these thinking routines will really help you to come up with lots and lots of questions. So use creative questions for brainstorming and then use question sorts to sort your questions into how useful and how generative they might be in a discussion. So I'll put some links in the show notes as well to more episodes and blogs I've written about using thinking routines to improve your questioning technique. So in summary, the more you use the routines, the more they become second nature. And the more they become second nature, the easier it is for you to word your questions in the same way. Thinking routines provide a good scaffold for good questions. And finally, the last benefit I'm going to share with you today, and this is perhaps a sneaky one, because it's all about what thinking routines do for your participants. So using thinking routines with your participants on your programs 
in the museum will ultimately transform your practice. But it will also have a huge impact on your participants too. So you'll never find yourself in the same place at the same time saying the same thing. Every discussion you have with a thinking routine will be different. Participants will surprise you with what they discover in an artwork or an object. They'll surprise you with the connections, the ideas and the thoughts that they make throughout a discussion. So remember this when you're planning a session and you have doubts about the artwork or thinking routine you've chosen. You know that little voice saying, I'm not sure if this will work. You will be continually surprised by what participants are thinking and you will notice things that you haven't seen or thought of before. So trust the thinking routine because thinking routines allow people to contribute and participate in lots of different ways. They're very flexible, adaptable, so you can use them with a variety of different audiences within museums. And they loosely guide the analysis of such a huge variety of materials. You know, things like artworks, photographs, documents, newspaper articles, objects, and so on. So changing to a new approach, a new practice, takes time and effort. But using thinking routines as part of the VTM approach is ultimately far more rewarding for you as an educator and for the participants too. So that's it for today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I've covered the six benefits of working with thinking routines in the museum. And if you're interested in using thinking routines, or you already do, I've just updated my ultimate thinking routine list for 2023. There are now over 120 thinking routines on the list. So I'll add a a link to the list in the show notes. Thank you for listening today. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.